it's a bit closer. Da, da, da. That's our theme tune. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Da, 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 da. Something like that, isn't it? Da, da, da. Who needs a theme tune when you've got that? I feel like there was a little bit more to those scenes in The Lord of Rings and The Hobbit. I couldn't I couldn't quite put my finger on a lot of the extra bits on The Hobbit. Just, yeah. It's probably just me because I haven't seen it as much. No, I've seen the unexpected journey quite a lot. Um, it's usually on. It's on TV quite a bit. Yeah, it's um, on like ITV. Yeah. Two, like every Sunday. Alongside the Mummy Returns. Yeah, and, uh, a Bond. And a Bond. It's a Red Bull, not a beer this time. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is that 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 yeah, that is sad actually. Oh. We're uh, yeah, we're on a we're on a no beer during the week diet. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> so to uh, help us with the no alcohol, we've decided to watch all of the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings and to the Hobbit. Obviously, the Hobbit first. Lord of Rings second. So this is just about The Hobbit. So we watched The Hobbit. I'm going on an adventure. Yep. Uh, the Hobbit. Uh, Desolation of Smaug. Yep. A few X-rays in there. And uh, The Hobbit: Battle of the CGI Armies. Yep. yep. Close. Yeah. Very close. Once again, your <laughs> close your talent for getting the titles right <laughs> is is second to none. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, we start at the beginning, I guess. Like, um, so That's we went a good for place the to start. we went for the extended editions because I haven't seen the Lord of the Rings extended editions for a long time, and I've never seen the, the Hobbit extended editions. Mm. And we were, it was easily agreeable that we were going to do this. Um, yeah, seeing as I've had the Lord of the Rings extended editions since I moved in, um, but yeah, so an unexpected journey. I mean, it gets a bad rap. Like, it's, yeah. uh, I think we need to start off where the criticism starts, I think. Just um, for that or for the whole trilogy? Uh, I'd say let's, let's talk about the whole trilogy. Okay, yeah. First, yeah. We can go through the individual yeah. um, films. But yeah, the, the first one is my favourite of the three. Um, and again, I just, I feel like it's universally or maybe a bit um 50 50 in terms of critics and fans that it's it's good or bad like it's it doesn't really have a it's not as universally acclaimed as lord of rings obviously Mm. um but yeah i think it's it gets an unnecessary rap about the shortcomings of it not being the lord of the rings yeah well, it's always going to get compared to Lord of the Rings um, and measured by the success of Lord of the Rings. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, it's so... And obviously when you take one book 
and expand it into three uh, films, then there's going to be padding. There's going to be um, like liberties taken. Um, but I, I, I think it works. I know a lot of people disagree and and say, oh, it, sh- it should have been one film or it. Sh- I think originally it was going to be two. Um, it was going to be, I think, an unexpected journey, and then part two is going to be called There and Back Again. Right. But then they decide to make it a trilogy. But I think, I think it, it's better as a trilogy than it would have been if it had been one. I think we discussed this yeah. because then it would have been a bit like you've got the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then you've just got this one or two or two, which yeah. is not, which is a sort of uneven, it's very... extra. Yeah. It's either you have two trilogies of six films, yeah. or you just have. Um, like a series of films, or oh, we well, don't, you don't have a trilogy, mm-hmm. yeah, and then just like a one-off, because yeah. then it's like, well, it's, it does that count as a quadrilogy yeah. or not? It's so I think it's, but I like that it was a trilogy, and I think that it was, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of padding in it, but there's a lot of padding in Lord of the Rings. Um, Controversial. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of that padding they took out and put in an extended edition of the yeah, DVDs, which um, watched. I I mean yeah. I the thing is I I love it. I mean I I don't understand what people were complaining about. I mean surely if you're a big Middle-earth fan and a big Lord of the Rings fan, then you want more. Yeah. You know, I I thought it was oh yeah, I thought it was great they're making three three films instead of two or one because yeah. then that means we get more. And and the the more they pad it out, the longer they make them, then um then you know, the better cause, the more story you get. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that with, um, not to skip ahead too much, but with the Lord of the Rings extended edition, seeing them for the first time in quite a long time. I used to have them on DVD, but I mean, I probably only watched them maybe twice. So this is the first time in probably over 10 years. Wow. I know. Um, so a lot of it was kind of, it was, it was really fresh. You know, I could tell that the new scenes were new and, uh, you know, what they brought to the table. Um, but I feel like I feel like there was a little bit more to those scenes in The Lord of Rings and The Hobbit. But I couldn't I couldn't quite put my finger on a lot of the extra bits on The Hobbit. Just yeah. that's probably just me because I haven't seen it as much. No, I've seen The Unexpected Journey quite a lot. Um, it's usually on it's on TV quite a bit yeah it's um, on like ITV yeah two like every Sunday alongside The Mummy Returns yeah and, a, uh, a Bond and a Bond yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever Bond they've got the licence for that week yeah so uh, I, I was a little bit like is this new is this not new a, a lot of it I, well, I, I could kind of tell um, but uh, well they don't really they don't really in length they're not as long as well I feel, that's, that's I feel right. like we were just watching a normal length. It film. did feel like that, didn't it? Yeah. Whereas Lord of the Rings, it did feel like. Sit I rem- down. I remember <laughs> that when we watched Return of the King, you you turned to me and you were like, "I can't believe we haven't got to the halfway point yet, where I've got to change the disc." I was like, "I know." It feels it's like been it's like been three hours. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a whole Hobbit extended edition film, and yeah. we've got another one to go. Yeah. Anyway, we're jumping ahead there, but yeah. yeah. So back to Unexpected Journey. I st- I I still think it's my favourite of those three. Um, again, uh, so the introduction of Bilbo in the extended edition is a lot longer. Where yes. it's uh, Ian Holm and uh, he's uh, chatting to Frodo 
uh, Elijah Wood and you get a bit of a sense a bit more sense that it's connected itself to the Lord of the Rings yes yes which is vital I think I really like it how they um they like you say they connect it um literally literally um they connect it sort of chronologically so that um because Frodo says in in an unexpected journey the hobbit Frodo says to Bilbo oh I'm 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 off to I'm going to surprise Gandalf yeah. and then in at the start of the fellowship of the ring hmm. we see him in the woods waiting yeah. for Gandalf seconds later yeah it's literally yeah. seconds later yeah. and I really like that 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 they've connected it that way yeah I think that uh, happens in the actual theatrical version but the the interaction between Bilbo Baggins and Frodo is a little bit is a little bit longer. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit more. Um, you know, you're trying to work out if again if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, I don't know. Um, if there's anyone out there that hasn't really, but it's, uh, I can't imagine there's anyone who's seen the Hobbit films but not, not Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. <laughs> well, didn't we say this for another um, set of films like uh, Jurassic Park is there anyone that has seen like the last two rather than the first oh there three? probably is I would think there's probably younger people probably seen it might be what else did we uh, or like Star seen? Wars maybe yeah. I don't know but um, yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah that's good so it, it starts off connecting itself to, to the, the other movies which is you know is really quite important I feel yeah because um, you know Ian Holm who um, who played Bilbo in the Lord of the Rings? He still gets a he still gets a nod here, which is nice. Yeah, a little bit older than obviously because it's been ten years, but yeah, a little bit older. Um, yeah, well, there's a lot of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll but we'll, maybe we'll get onto that in a bit. The but, only one who doesn't look too bad, I think, is Elijah Wood. Yeah, I'm just like it, he it, could. He literally has the ring, and it could age. be the same. Yeah, it, it, yeah, he look he he could it could be the same Frodo that we see at the start of Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. couldn't it? Yeah, Ian Holm, even though they've obviously got um, a lot of CGI um, or makeup or both, yeah, he does he does look older than he did in Lord of the Rings. But there's nothing you can do no, about that, really. Wasn't. You know, you it's they got him back. Um, they made an effort. You know, it's I like that. Um, now. Again, skipping ahead a tiny bit, controversially, you're you're all for having Martin Freeman at the beginning of the Lord of the Rings. Oh Where yeah, okay, the... all right, yeah. So all right, so yeah, finally something we disagree on. <laughs> I'll, um, okay, well, yeah. So what I said was, so there's a um, in at the start of Lord of the Rings, um, Fellowship of the Ring. There's a scene. I think it's during the opening, yeah. during it's the prologue. Giving, it's giving the whole... Telling the backstory. backstory. Uh, it's giving the Hobbit and this the first, was, Yeah, the and obviously age. this was before they knew Start they were going to make age. the Hobbit. Yeah. And they show a flashback of a younger Ian Holm. So it's just Ian Holm with with brown hair finding the ring. Yeah. And I, I just feel that for what I would like for continuity purposes is if they... Not not digitally replace him like they did in Star Wars, but yeah. they instead of showing that, they just show a clip from The Hobbit yeah. of where Martin Freeman finds the ring. There's got to be a there's got to be a scene that is pretty much exactly the same. The, yeah, I think, I think there, there is. is. Well, yeah, probably on purpose as yeah, well. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, it wouldn't be out of the blue. So to, what I'm saying to is, they, is they cut, they just 
they just cut the the the, the shot of Martin Freeman finding the ring yeah. in, oh, in, over yeah. the sh- instead of the shot of Ian Holm not 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 digitally replacing yeah, him yeah. with Martin Freeman's yeah. face um, but God, that so that's just me being anal you know? uh, whereas I'm like leave old films well alone yeah after uh, after Star Wars after living with uh, special <laughs> editions for yeah for 23 years I get why he did that but I just think it it, it just looked it was unnecessary yeah but we'd, 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 anyway, we're digressing now. We're yeah. not going to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> we'll be here for an even longer. Oh, it's another time. But mm. uh, so the unexpected journey. Um, I think I'm going to talk about some negatives first. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the Hobbit. Not the Hobbits. I'm already fucking out. The uh, the dwarves. Yeah. All but about three are very underutilized or very underdeveloped, Agreed. especially for a. Agreed film that is over three hours long yeah um so i can't name them all straight off the top of my head um as much as i love lord of Rings. <laughs> no, <laughs> no <you're not. laughs> I, just, just, I can name i can name this is the, this is exactly what you're saying i can name the ones that actually you remember and have yeah. and, a, and, a, and a sort of have a, a character i can't remember who said it but there's like the rock star dwarves and then there's the rest there's like the the dwarves that are doing all this like really kick ass shit. Yeah, there's and the then young the other hot ones dwarves. They're just doing fumbly shit. They're yeah. just doing like yeah. They just happenstance to kill like a load of orcs. There's like through like there's like a silly there's banter. like a there's like a stupid one, and there's like one <laughs> that's got like an axe lodged in his head. Oh yeah, I forgot. That. And then there's there's another one who's just like obese, who's like Gim- <laughs> Gimli's dad. Um, oh, then there's like another one with no, like they're, a they're funny two haircut. Characters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then, right, yeah, okay. And then there's another yeah. one with just like a funny haircut, and then another yeah. one with like a big nose. Like they've just yeah. got. They've got. You've got James Nesbit one. <laughs> yeah, James Bofa. Yes, I remember him because yeah. he got. I remember he him because he sort of weirdly like like um Philly and Killy. He he just he doesn't really look like a dwarf. No, no. at all. That's that's what <laughs> sets them apart. I think exactly. There's like the 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 human looking dwarves, and then there's the dwarves looking dwarves. Mm. Um, and then you know that's how you distinguish them because there's some of them you know they've given them massive prosthetic hands and yeah yeah and then the other ones it's just like oh, oh and then obviously like Thorin as well Richard <laughs> yeah. Armitage he doesn't really look like a dwarf no, he, he he he's supposed to be he's supposed to be like the hot Aragorn of <laughs> of the Hobbit trilogy no I think um, what's his name uh, Paul Dark he's supposed to be the the sexy oh well, yeah he's the hot one yeah I mean Thorin I do Thorin's supposed to be the Aragorn yeah course, and then yeah. and then Killy's with, uh, with gold Killy's supposed to be the the, 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 the hot one yeah yeah Paul Dark yeah um, Dark although I think personally um, I think for me I don't think I th- I think um, uh, Bard is more is more of an Aragorn in this in The Hobbit I prefer Bard to Thorin, but that's just Luke Evans. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Luke Evans. Bard, reason. the Dragon Slayer. Oh, yep. sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, we'll get onto that later. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, the dwarf. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like the the underdevelopment of the yeah. of the majority. So if you've only got like four of them that you kind of can stick out in the kind of it's um, a shame because you know I I I have um well. I tell people I've read The Hobbit, but really, <laughs> really, I listened to the cassette the tape when I was a kid. <laughs> so I've, 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 I've listened to the, the Hobbit right. um, 
way before you know Lord of the Rings. But and yet there are the problem is there are thirteen dwarves. It, you know, it's a shame that the didn't do seven. Yeah, because like with the <laughs> Fellowship, I know that they were all different. Had yeah. different, uh, you know, they were different species and different had, but. There was still it was there was because there was only nine of them. It felt like it was more. I think yeah. If they'd if only there was like half the amount. Yeah. It was only like like you say seven dwarves, and then because then you could have had all the main ones that I we think remember. Maybe he's trying to get away from having a smaller number for that particular reason, not to have seven. Yeah, and I think also um, the fact that like you, I think they needed there to be more of them so that it was more believable that they could, you know, that they could, they like, could take, the, take on... Take the, the kingdom all the Yeah, and, and they could fight all the goblins yeah. and all the orcs with just, you know... If there was only, like, five or six of them... When they're going been, into the goblin kingdom... Yeah, it would have been a bit unbelievable sword. that they could, like, take on an entire army by themselves. They do I, have a wizard, though. So. They do have a wizard. And a burglar. And a burglar. Um, so, yeah, that's I think that's a, one of the key issues... Which I can understand uh, if people were to pick that out and say, well, it underdevelops the characters, um, you know, because they are the main characters. Yeah. So, you know, to underdevelop half of them is yeah. a bit of a crime. But I, th- I, I, just to put a positive spin on that, I think that because of the sort of um, the underdevelopment of certain of the, the dwarf company and the fact that, s- that the, the characters like. Um, Thorin, for example, I can't really like. I can't really get behind Thorin in in the same way I got behind Aragorn because yeah. he just seems like a bit of a dick. Yeah. Even when he's <laughs> not being, even when he's not like Obsessed possessed yeah. by the the dragon's poison or whatever it's called, he's still a bit of a dragon, dick. Dragon sickness. Dragon sickness. Yeah. yeah. And it's just hard. So it's hard to root for Thorin. And the the like you say, the other characters, you, they're just a bit. Um, they're just sort just of a bit background noise. background one dimensional so that's why i think it was it's so important that um bilbo is um is is so um compelling as a protagonist i mean it is called the hobbit for yeah. a reason yeah. unlike lord of the rings which was more of a sort of ensemble piece yeah. this is very much bilbo's story yeah. whereas with lord of the rings you can you could you could argue oh it's it's frodo's story but it's also aragorn's story hmm. and it's also um you know the, the sort of the the, the fellowship story yeah. whereas with the hobbit it's very much bilbo's story so i think it's so important that they they got that right um and i think they did um, I know that you and I, we like to joke about um Martin Freeman and his <laughs> uh his his uh, his acting um ability, his range. Yeah, look, Martin, if you're listening, um, <laughs> I'm not saying that I I I do I'm not saying I think that you're a bad actor at all. I think you're a great actor. Um, very compelling. Very good, but what what makes me laugh is that everything Martin Freeman is in, he's just being Tim from The Office, <laughs> or 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 yeah. rather, he's just being Martin Freeman. He's one of those actors where he basically he just sort of plays himself, yeah. you know. So his his Bilbo is very much just sort of it's like oh it's it's Tim from The Office as a as a <laughs> Hobbit. Or in Sherlock, it's like, oh, it's Tim from The Office running around, running around, running around London with Sherlock, so, solving crimes. Um, you know, he's he's got this. He always he's got this. He does this thing where he's like, 
I just, uh, yeah, you know, just like where he's like having an internal struggle. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? You know, um, and it's yeah, just uh, yeah, it's very reminiscent of Tim. Yeah, he does it a lot in Sherlock. He's uh, <laughs> just oh, Ooh, can't say that. Oh, that's, uh, uh, that's a bit rude. Just, just. Just don't be dead. Um, yeah, and he does a lot of that at the very beginning when the dwarves come to come to yeah, his house. Yeah, but he he does it really well though. I mean, I think that oh, the, yeah. the, 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 the Martin Freeman style of acting, which which Martin Freeman adopts very well, yeah. is perfect for Bilbo. Mm, exactly. It's perfect, so it works brilliantly. I mean, I know there were there were a few other names thrown in the hat at the time. James McAvoy was a hot favourite. Uh, Toby Maguire, um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yep. I think that would have been a slight conflict of interest, but um, <laughs> uh, who? But they. I think James McAvoy was was the was close. Was close. Where yeah. he was the the favourite. I can see that. Um, I mean, he was he was Mister Tumnus in Chronicles of Narnia, which yep. is sort of like a a Hobbit s kind of Very creature. But I think Martin Freeman. I'm, I think he was perfect, and I, and I read in the trivia that Peter Jackson. He wanted Martin Freeman so much that he scheduled the Hobbit around Sherlock, oh, wow. so that both of them, him and Cumberbatch, could could, could do be it. In it. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he plays uh, Smaug and the Necromancer, doesn't he? Mm. So yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, and I also I think even put that together. I also think that, and this is again a controversial statement, um, Lord of the Rings fans, but I think that Bilbo is, as portrayed by Martin Freeman in the Hobbit trilogy, is a much more compelling protagonist than frodo correct um i mean i you know i i've i've i, I don't i used to hate frodo i <laughs> i've warm i've i don't hate him as much now yeah because i understand like the journey he has and the struggle but he's still irritating very irritating. um whereas bilbo i don't i think i don't find him annoying at all no. i think he's quite funny yeah um he's he's you know when he's when he's brave like it really comes across that he's being brave and, yeah. and he, he he never complains never gets carried up mount doom yeah, he, he, yeah, he doesn't, real doesn't have to be carried. He, he, you know, he acts without any kind of, um, um, with any kind of uh, sort of, I don't know, like like fear or or it's just, it, yeah, he's just a much better protagonist than than Frodo. Um, yeah. To um, I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not discrediting Elijah Wood. Hmm. I'm just saying, I just think the character of Frodo, he's just a bit of a wet flannel, isn't he, Frodo? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. You know, it, I know that, that I know that, that he has been, you know, um, uh, ridiculed. Oh, what's mercilessly? Uh, mercilessly, but... Um, By the internet. Over yeah. the last, what, over the 19, last, Yeah, <laughs> but, um, it, you know, it, but, yeah, but yeah, so I think where the, the, the dwarfs um, lack, Bilbo makes up for Oh, that. yeah, he prospers in that in that gap yeah um that's uh that's that's good i think another negative is the amount of cgi oh god yeah over the trilogy mainly yeah because in this first one it's not too apparent um don't get me wrong like the um cgi on smaug and uh when they're inside the Great Hall and stuff like that, is actually really good. Smaug looks great. Smaug is great. Yeah. Um, but um, oh, but like Azog goblins, the Defiler, yeah. 
He just orcs, looks orcs ridiculous, goblins. doesn't he? Yeah, they're just... I don't know. It just doesn't feel... Um, you made a very good point. So it's... We're watching a scene from The Two Towers. And we were just kind of saying to each other that the the look and the feel of the orcs in that is a hundred million miles away from the CGI. Yeah. From the rest of the the Hobbit. Because it's real guys in makeup. And they look horrific. They like, look terrifying. You came, up with, you came up to one of those in the street, you'd be like, shit. I'm yeah. Dead. You know the main, um, you know the, the, the leader of the Uruk-kai who... What, in Fellowship? Literally? In Fellowship. He, the one who... Lutz. He kills Boromir and then he fights Aragorn. He looks much scarier than Azog the Defiler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who just looks like a big sort of blue blob with ears. I think, what was it like? He just he basically looks like he's made out of plasticine. He does. He even look, though he's CGI. He looks like a monster from, from, from Doctor Who, like yeah. back in the old days when it was, <laughs> you know, like on, when it was first came back to television. What, the 2005? Yeah, Russell uh, T. Davis era. Yeah. He looks like a Doctor Who monster. Yeah, uh, so the CGI, especially... Um, see, I kind of like the sequence, going back to uh, the unexpected journey, where they're in the mines against the goblins. But again, the CGI is like... Because they have to have so many, Yeah, I feel like it just takes away from the fact that if it had been uh, real actors, non-CGI... I don't know how they do it because it's like obviously there's thousands of them. No, they could well, have done a mix. Well, they do. So they do a mix in the Lord of the Rings. Not all of them are, you know. Yeah, but I'm, well, 10, I, I think the the Battle of Helm's Deep and the Two Towers was mainly all extras. Yeah. And stunt people. Yeah, and then you have like the wide shots would just be CGI. Yeah, exactly. So they should have just done that, but I can get I can get why they've done it because yeah. the rise of production costs, like yeah. to produce this trilogy. It cost them nearly a billion dollars because the, of the, the rising Hobbit. costs of, of the uh, CGI. Yeah, yeah I, I um I read <clears throat> another bit of trivia, which was um so apparently uh um in so as in the in the Lord of the Rings films, uh, um which which is noticeable if you're looking for it, rather than using CGI in in like um some of the shots of the fellowship mm. they just they use they just use kids yeah, yeah. stand-ins yeah. for the hobbits and for gimli mm. and sometimes you can tell it's yeah, you know, it, that it's little kids um i remember sorry to digress but i remember the the scene in the extended edition of the return of the king where gandalf faces off against um the witch king mm. and they have mary on the horse you can literally just see that the the child actor that they're using is trying so very hard not to show his face yeah it's just like, like he's uh, literally just like uh, where's the camera like trying to hug Gandalf's back and yeah I'm just like hey, that's the child that's a child yeah and that's not a, that's not a hobbit well but apparently when the when they were making the hobbit um because Ian McKellen all of his scenes were with the um the dwarves and Bilbo yeah. who are all of similar height yeah. he had to do all his scenes by himself in like a green screen um shoot like a yeah. mini studio yeah. whereas they were all together yeah. um so he would just be standing there alone acting to no one with a green screen and a crew apparently he hated it and he was really depressed on yeah, set and he 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 was like he thought about quitting and stuff oh shit which, and, I th- and I just so and, and again I just think well you know that just it just makes it sort of 
when I read that, it just makes me thought, well, yeah, like that makes, makes it, it even it worse. It makes his performance even more impressive. Well, it makes his performance even more impressive, of course. But <clears throat> I just think, why did you, you know, why didn't you just do what you did before? It works so well. Force perspective. Yeah. You know, a lot of the foreground work was the Hobbits, and then just have Ian McKellen. I know that's quite hard because I, I saw. Um, obviously, you've seen the, or if you haven't seen the behind the scenes, it's like they they have a lot of the actors who are the Hobbits in the original Lord of the Rings in the foreground, and then they make the set. Yeah. A bit of a forced perspective, so they can have Ian McKellen in as Gandalf and him be taller. I saw uh, a bit of a behind the scenes where they do that in the film Elf. Um, right, and yeah. It's actually really hard to get spot on. Yeah. Because they were they had this this scene where obviously you have uh Will Ferrell, he's like huge, and yeah. then you've got like these these children who are like small. And obviously in real life you'd be like, Yeah, well they they're they're about the right size. Yeah. I think it's actually I think it's obviously they're other elves. I don't think they're children, but they're they're other elves. And um they were like, we might have to just scrap this whole bit of the film because it's so hard to get it right and it's so quite costly. Yeah. Um, obviously, because the setup just takes a long time. You know, you've got to build sets that are obviously correct for the the size and stuff. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I can understand why. I can understand why they've kind of gone around it, circumvented having to have him on the set. Yeah, because there is, you know, they're, they're together all the time. Like it's not like in the in the Fellowship of the Ring, where it's a lot of the time there's just the hobbits on screen, and then sometimes there's like yeah. Aragorn and uh, Frodo on screen. Yeah, where you know sometimes it's quite noticeable that it's not they haven't done that. Do you yes. know what I mean? So yes. it's like no, that's just two normal sized humans together. Yeah, but then it will cut to a wide shot, and they'll be like another two foot smaller yeah but, it's <laughs> but more... in this i can understand why they've kind of gone around it with the, yeah with having um ian mckellen just on a different set because it it would be very costly and time consuming but on the flip side it's more impressive doesn't make it, it doesn't make it better yeah we've talked about this before i i think that um we were, i think we we're talking about this in back to the future yeah um, it was um, I. I think it's more impressive when when they when they do sort of um, uh, f- force perspective and and clever camera tricks to yeah. achieve that um, that kind of thing rather than CGI. CGI yeah. um, it, it and when when they do, and when stunts are real, you know, yeah. w- 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 rather than again rather than just CGI, I think that's so much more impressive. That's why I really love I, one of the reasons I love the Mission Impossible films. I do think it's really impressive that Tom Cruise does yeah, all his own stunts. Like he literally hangs onto the side of airplanes as they take his, off. He broke his leg or something. He broke off, he broke his leg jumping from what the one building, not even onto the roof, but <laughs> to to a window. Yeah. In Fallout, yeah. he jumps off a roof and tr- grabs hold of a window and then like smashes his legs into the wall. And then he, and then he, in in the shot that we see in the film, he then pulls himself up, yeah, s- stands up and runs off off uh, broken leg and all th- off the camera yeah. with a broken leg. This is mental, but but impressive though. Mm. Anyway, um, back to the Hobbit. So yeah, so I do, I do feel there. There is some um, right, rightly said criticism of those aspects. Yes, I agree. Yeah, <clears throat> but I also think that it's still 
exactly what we asked for. Exactly. Like we asked for more Middle Earth, and we got it. And we got it. Yeah. Especially in these extended editions, I will, I will say that, you know, it's been it's been a while since I've seen Battle of the Five Armies. Less recent, uh, more recent, I've seen Desolation of Smaug, and then, you know, I've seen Unexpected Journey quite a lot. Yeah. So, with the extended bits from The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey, I was about to say just The Hobbit then, but uh, I feel like it does add that little bit more. If you're a really big fan of Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth, right. You're yeah. you're in you're in for a good you're in yeah. for a good time and you'll notice little things yeah and then you'll be even over multiple rewatches like I I do want to do it again at some point probably not so soon probably not all six well I wa- I watch all six every year yeah extended oh, really? so we'll pro- I'll be happy to do it again yeah. this time next year <laughs> all right see you then. um yeah I I agree I've, maybe that's where maybe that's where a lot of the um, the criticism came from is that people who aren't like you know Middle Earth geeks, yeah. shall we say, like yeah. us, they they would they probably don't want to watch all that extra stuff, and they would rather have a, a, a cut down theatrical version that's yeah. only like probably, two like, and a half hours long. People who are not as into Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit are probably be all right with having two films or one film. Yeah, exactly, and they're probably the people the, the who you know did the. the complain the most um about it and you know obviously i know there were a lot of there were a lot of lord of the rings fans who complained about certain aspects like um the uh the the, the subplot where of the love story um the, with toriel and and um gotta give him something Killy. Uh, well the toriel toriel wasn't even in the book she was made up um and the fact that Legolas is in it, Frodo's in it, and and the F- Gladriel and um, uh, and Radis- Radagast, who's is in Lord of the Rings, but isn't in the Hobbit. Yeah. But he he's in the Hobbit films. But I, 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 personally, I love all that. Yeah. I think it's great that Legolas was came back. I think it's great that Frodo came back. I loved. I think. Plus, with Frodo and Legolas, they didn't shoehorn them into. The, they didn't shoehorn them into the main plot of the story and put them front and center, did they? No, exactly. Like, yeah, the well, Frodo yeah, Legolas, just a cameo. Exactly. Yeah, Legolas is in it, but he's he's like at the side. He's not. What know. they've done, I think, cleverly with Legolas, in particularly because he he he's in it quite a lot. Yeah. But he's in it a lot, but at the same time, nothing he does. Um, impacts the the no, rest of the story. What, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, He's mainly in it for like the um, the connection between the rest of the Middle Earth and the love story, and then just the action. Yeah, exactly. So his presence doesn't really affect anything. No, um, it's not like like it would have been different if if for example they'd let's say they'd repla- they cut out Bard and had it w- and made it Legolas <laughs> who because th- then it would have been yeah. then they would have been taken liberties oh, and yeah. and changing actually changing the story. Yeah. But Legolas being in it didn't change the story at all. Um, and I and it was great to see him. Although um, I have to say, uh, uh, out of all the um, out of all the actors, Orlando Bloom definitely <laughs> looked the the, oh, uh, the most different. Yeah. I guess it's because he was so young when they made Lord of the Rings. Yeah. When you were in in the Hobbit, which is supposed to be sixty years earlier, he very much he definitely looks much older. 
than he did in Lord of the Rings. I, I give him the look. It's, uh, it's not his fault. They've used a lot of makeup. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's not the no, filmmaker's fault. That's just what happens. It's just very noticeable. You know, I just he he was very. I think he was very lean in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and he's. I more think he's got like built now, up. isn't he? Yeah, you can just tell his face, like his jaw. His jawline is more just defined. Like fucking. He, he's it's more like hench. A, it's like a door wedge. Yeah, like it's just. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's yeah, he's just a different person, which is you know understandable. Well, that kind of works because this this is when he's but he's still like um, he's still with his father in his in in their woodland kingdom or whatever, yeah. and he's still he hasn't really. Um, I guess I guess the events of the Hobbit change him. Yeah, because you know at the end he says I can never go back. Yeah, and and his father says we'll we'll go um, go north and and find look for a ranger so i guess that that explains why then in lord of the rings he's a bit more bit more chilled yeah and he's a bit more aware of the world yeah whereas he's a bit sort of serious very and serious. he's more military like oh, in the yeah. hobbit isn't he yeah. more of a soldier yeah um yeah anyway we're 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 digressing a bit um but um so i feel like the added extras yeah and the slight changes from the book now I'm someone who has definitely not read the book and well, does not tell people that he's read the book either. Well, I, so- <laughs> I listened to the cassette tape. No, that's not a shot. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I can't, I can't um, confess to have just been like, oh yeah, I know all the differences. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's not right. How dare they? It's, it's, you know, it's the cinematic interpretation. Yeah. Of. Uh, Tolkien's work. Can I just say it was an audio book, <laughs> so <laughs> the, it's it. You know, you still have to use your imagination, and, and so it's not technically cheating. It's not. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just someone who was just well along for the ride. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I what I expected to happen happened. Yeah. A lot of like what I've been told or what I'd heard. You know, I kind of you know. I know the basic plot because uh, yeah. obviously it kind of uh, slightly gets explained at the beginning of uh, Lord of Rings. So uh, you know some of the uh, plot points with Bilbo and with Gollum. So yeah, and uh, I didn't, I don't, I just don't think it gets, it just gets so unfairly kind of compared to the Lord of Rings, and also doesn't get. Um, seen as just a another uh you know kind of uh, another look into middle earth itself mm. you know because it's a separate story i don't think it really gets i don't think it really gets you know the correct view from people when they're sitting down to watch it yeah they it's very different to lord of rings because it's it is an epic adventure, but it's not like all encompassing. Yes. Got to save the world. Yeah. It's very much like oh, we have to um, take back our home, which at first starts off as like a a very tight knit journey and kind of evolves over the time. Yeah. Into this massive battle. You're absolutely right there. Um, I've never considered that before, but it it's more of a focused story. Yeah. Whereas in Lord of the Rings, there's a, the, you know the, the it's grandiose to begin with, and and there's there's lots of different plots happening all at once. Oh yeah. 
all a, a, a revolving around the the, 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 the ring mm. central ring plot. Whereas on this one, it is literally the, the it's about the dwarves yeah. and Bilbo trying to reclaim the mountain. That is the main plot of all three films. Yeah, there's no digressing and going off. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. So uh, yeah, perhaps maybe maybe for that it doesn't feel quite as epic. Yeah, but um, yeah. I can see again, maybe going back to another negative um, across all three films. I can see where people, especially the first film, especially the first film of the first two films, where the action in it is quite on the nose comical rather than epic battle. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, because of the dwarves and they're all just like hapless. Yeah, like fighting the trolls yeah. and that. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people are maybe expecting the battles to or the fighting or action to be a bit more Lord of the Rings and a little well, bit less like Naked Gun. Well, again, I, I <laughs> um again, I well again, I think this comes down to CGI versus yeah, actual so. stunts because again, I know I know we keep saying it um change the record in that but again in lord of the rings they did a lot of the fighting scenes especially the ones that weren't massive battles especially the ones in fellowship yeah they're actually that's actually yeah. them that's actually vigo mortensen and sean bean with you know actually doing choreographed stage combat if you will yeah. whereas in I, th- I do feel like in the hobbit films even the small um uh fights it's just all cgi mm. um so yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. It does. Is a bit like, um, yeah, it, yeah. They, they do. I think they try as well to make it really um, uh, grandiose, and and I think they're expecting you to be like, oh, that this, this is so, like the bit at the end where um, Thorin just when they're like hanging on the tree and it's on fire. And then Thorin just decides that he's gonna like run down and uh, challenge Azog, and then immediately just gets um, brushed aside. I think at that point we're supposed to go like, "Yeah, go on, yeah, go on, Thorin." But I'm just, I'm just UK theaters. We're not. No, well, no. Silent. Yeah, yeah. Only in America do they do they truly appreciate films properly. but no, but I just, I, yeah, you know what I mean? There's just none of that. Whereas when you watch like Lord of the Rings, um, you know, when when like Aragorn or Boromir is like is like kicking butt in, yeah. in, and you're like, yeah, go on. You're like, yeah. You're really rooting for them. I guess. And I, I, they didn't yeah. make the, the characters like, say, taking that example, um, that happens at the end of the first one, doesn't it? Yeah, that's... that's... Uh, what the the the, the tree yeah, bit? Yeah. yeah, that's supposed to be the epic finale, but it's just them hanging on on a tree off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> that's again, I think maybe why people are a little bit disappointed is because the 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 cliffhanger from the first to the second, or well, the end of the first to the second, isn't maybe haven't maybe have gone through as epic or as trial uh, as as taxing a journey as the first yeah. Lord of the Rings. Do you understand? Like, you're, so, yeah, no, you're right. So people, yeah. you're correct in thinking like people are just a little bit like, oh, he he uh, got off the tree to try and save them. But 
it didn't work, so Bilbo had to come down. Yeah, and again, I, I, God, I hate the fact that I'm constantly repeating myself, but again, at the end of Fellowship of the Ring, two members of the Fellowship had yeah, died, yeah. or at least we thought. Yeah. The, the, the rest of the Fellowship had split up. Yeah. It was very much of... But yet it was still so hopeful and, yeah. and like, yeah, Plus you know. The, with this one, I feel... Okay. It feels like with this one that all it's they, just like they got they they left they left the Shire and then they got to the point where they're at the end where they're on the the, the, the edge of the cliff looking yeah, at the misty mountain every time and it's just like right nothing's nothing's changed for them no they haven't lost no one's no one's died there's no the, stakes the, there's no stakes like the, the, there's no co- like no consequences to yeah to making some rash decisions. I want no, yeah. Now, one thing, um, one thing I will say is, now a lot of people say um, w- about Lord of the Rings, and uh, they say, <laughs> oh, why, um, why couldn't the Fellowship have just flown the Eagles um, into Mordor uh, f- from the start? And a lot of people say this, and I, I think that there's a lot of answers, but I, it's just not, I just, it's just not as simple as that. You know, there's, there, there's, there's the ring wraiths are floating about. Yeah. And also, I don't think the eagles, you know, then they're, they're like wild. You can't just you can't just say, "Oh, can, we need your help." You yeah. know, it's a bit more complicated, I think. So, when people say, "Oh, why why couldn't they just um, fly the eagles into Mordor?" I I just I just think, well, you know, um, it's not as simple as that. It's not as easy as that. However, with the end of the Hobbit. <laughs> Well, after the eagles oh. rescue them from the from the tree, we just like looks at each other like we're like, but the, it wasn't the fact that they got rescued by the eagles that that made me sort of like uh, sort of question it a bit. It was the fact that the eagles then dropped them off on the highest the highest peak peak <laughs> that, which is really far away. Yeah. From the Misty Mountain, and 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 then in the uh, literally the start of the next film, it starts. They're like they're still being chased yeah. by the the orcs. Yeah. I'm just thinking, all right. I'm not again. I'm not suggesting that the eagles fly them all the way to the Misty Mountain, um, but just not at the highest point. But on the surely they could have <laughs> dropped them off a little bit closer. So basically, what they've done. <laughs> What the eagles have done, they've completely <laughs> fucked over the dwarves, right? What they've done is they've they've taken them from danger. Yes, they've taken them away just from danger. Them on a cliff edge. And they've just left them on the highest mountain. Yeah. Which then takes time to climb down. Presumably. Enough time for the wargs and the, yeah. the orcs to just catch Presumably up. Presumably <laughs> only a few miles away yeah. from where they were because the orcs are, are, oh. are chasing them in the, ne- in the start of the next film. I would have been like, no, no, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, are no, you... No. Okay, yeah, great. Uh, Uh, Do you don't fancy just maybe maybe down there? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, just on the ground. Take you about a minute to swoop down there. Just uh, don't want to fly about. Okay, well, thanks. I don't, I don't, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to be ungrateful. Can't we say anything? Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And then they're like looking around, like, "Are you going to leave a tip?" (laughs) (laughs) I'm not leaving a tip. It's just yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like um. It's like, I don't know. Imagine someone's hitchhiking on a motorway, and and then someone pulls over, says, "Oh yeah, hop in. Uh, how far? How far do you need to go?" And you're like, "Oh, well, I'm heading north, but just just take me as far as you possibly can." And then he like drives five miles along, and then drops you off on the hard shoulder five miles down the motorway. <laughs> you're like, "Okay, cheers." Yeah, helpful but not helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean? It's like, helpful, but yeah. 
But anyway, I, I, they saved them, so um, there you go. Um, they saved them. It's just funny that they drop. They don't drop them. They're like, oh, they're like, I can see the Misty Mountain. Yeah. But it's still miles away. It's, <laughs> it's like a little dot in the distance. Yeah. They couldn't have dropped you the other side of because they're it, where they see them. So <laughs> yeah. they're on the they're on this like mountain peak, aren't they? Yeah. Or this like massive stone bit, and you, they, they, there's another mountain, and then they can see the Misty Mountain. Yeah. Why can you just the drop other us one the, the other, other side mountain? Yeah. On the fucking ground. Yeah. You know where it's where it's safe from the orcs. Nope. Too much to ask. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there was a miscommunication with with the with the butterfly because you because because the but the, the moth butterfly thing has to he has to relay the message from true, Gandalf yeah, true, yeah. to the eagles. It's a bit like Chinese whispers. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, it, it, the the moth butterfly just gets it completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they want to go to the misty mountain God, and that then fucking you moth. know Gandalf's like yeah. And he, he tells the, the yeah. moth butterfly and he's just like, the moth butterfly's like, yep, got it. Yeah. And he flies for miles and he yeah. just completely forgets what he's, and he's, and then he gets to the eagles and he's just like, they just want to be dropped on a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. exactly. And then, and then the eagles like, like, just yeah. fucking, they just fly off and they're just like, yeah, got it. Any mountain will do. Yeah. Like, yeah. They want to be, t- maybe that's, maybe that's what Gandalf said. Take us to the mountain. Yeah, and then the butterflies like, they want to be taken to the next mountain. They want to be taken to the next mountain. So the eagles just fly them five miles down they're the road. Just like, they're just like the eagles are looking at each other like this is. Uh, are you sure? For, you sure they don't want us to take them to the misty mountain? No, they're no, no. Home. Just, just the next mountain. Just the next mountain. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, um, yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, unexpected journey. Um, is... good film with like. I think it's a like a good film and entertaining. Yeah, and very. It gets you back yeah. into Middle Earth well. It's very similar to Fellowship in yeah. that it's a it's a great standalone film. You could watch that and then you just sort of would be satisfied yeah. and wouldn't have to. Whereas with the with the the second two, um, with two and three, uh, like with Lord of the Rings, they very much feel like they follow on for one another. One flowing yeah. story. Yeah. If that makes sense. So um, the desolation of Smaug. The desolation of Smaug. Weird title, I think. I definitely thought that. I, why didn't they call it? Um, uh, well, maybe there and back again. Maybe they should have called the third film there and back again. But yeah, weird title, especially as the desolation doesn't take place. Just until the till the third so film. Yeah, literally, it doesn't take place <laughs> at all. I mean, I think the the intention was that was the original ending, yeah. the, the 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 destruction of Lake Town, but um, weirdly they did, which feel it. Does. Oh, anyway, we'll t- if they if they put the destruction of uh, Lake Town in there, it would have only gone on an, a normal extended length. Yeah, it would have only you couldn't have, you couldn't have like had fifteen it in minutes theater, longer. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe they. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, weird. It. I know we're jumping right ahead to the end, but the way <laughs> oh, the way that the, the fact that Desolation of Smaug ends where it does, and then and then Battle of the Five Armies picks up with the original ending of Desolation of Smaug, mm. that does feel. It feels that odd. Mm. Feels like it feels like it's been like it's been like paused in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know. Yeah, I feel like the. Yeah, I think they just needed to come up with a better title. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't mind yeah. them stopping. The end. Right, moving on to the battle. 
<laughs> I don't mind them stopping it where they did, but because obviously, you know, you have to have the build up to them getting to the mountain, and then when they get to the mountain, they've got to um, they've got to have the scenes with um, Bilbo and Smaug, which is quite important. That's great. So, you know, they spend ample time there building the tension of like what's going to happen. Yeah, they do, but Maybe they don't get there soon enough. Nah. Um, and that's I think it would have been better if they'd got there sooner, yeah. and then and and then they could have tacked on the the ending, the, ending. Um, the actual desolation, the actual desolation, the actual desolation in the title of the film, the, the desolation, desolation of Smaug. Smaug. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 I, I guess no one at Warner Brothers was like, right after seeing the first screening of it, was like, right. There was no uh, smog desolation in, yeah. in our film. The and Smog's only in it for like fifteen minutes at the end. Yeah, um, he's supposed to be the main villain of the whole, the whole trilogy. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 I I did an issue before we viewed it the other day. Desolation used to be my favourite one. Yeah. Um, but I can't really think why now. <laughs> I think it's because I, I love, I, you know, I, I, it introduces, you know, it introduces a lot of characters, which I like. Yeah. Legolas, yeah. I like that he's in it. We talked about that. Toriel, I like her. Um again this is another great example of if you want to if you want to write if you want to feature strong female characters yeah. write original ones yeah. don't just make existing male characters female for the sake of it and this is a great example of that toriel they she wasn't in the book so they wrote they invented her they wrote her yep. they got evangeline lily to play her who who was is was a big lord of the rings fan and is a good actor yep. and uh, i like her and i know this this gets like so much well. stick Yes, yeah, she's great like the as the wasp. wasp, isn't she? Yeah, this gets so much stick, but I quite like her her the romance subplot with mm. um Killy. I know, it, it, yeah, it does seem a bit pointless, and also it seems a bit hollow. Like they they barely they barely talk. Mm. Um, like they do, have one. He makes he makes he makes a, a joke about his oh, dick, <laughs> and then he's just like he's like he's like, aren't you going to search me? I could have anything down my trousers, and she's like, or oh, nothing. And we're like, oh, <laughs> and penis. Like, and then you know, like, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what I thought? After Dwarf that? cock. It's just like they they've had limited interaction. Made one dick joke, and then he he talks about his his rune that he has. You know, yeah, with a draw. Yeah, writing. And then it literally just like in my head, I just go, I just go click into a relationship. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? like, but, or it's complicated. Well, I mean, you know... I'm just like, they've had like three interactions and they've just got the hot spot. Maybe out. that's the secret. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong, like on Hinge and stuff. <laughs> Maybe I just need to just do, just make a joke about my dick and then give a girl a stone. <laughs> With some writing on <laughs> With it. some writing on it. I'll just, I'll get like a permanent marker and just write like, McDonald's you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Big Mac, question mark. We're, we're, we're on, on, on a stone I found on, on the street. Do you remember Euro 96? Yeah, oh, the, the classic... <laughs> Classic chat up line. Um, yeah, that's how you know. If they remembered Euro '96, then then they're then they're not too young for you, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit. I like it, but I also think it's a bit. Um, uh, it's a bit. There isn't enough of it. Well, I think we need to see more. You know. Um, it, I mean, it does. Even in the extended edition. 
they don't i would have thought then at least in the extended edition they would um um expand on that more but they don't they literally don't it's you know they they just have a conversation when he's in the cell and then the, then they escape and then she's all like oh my god i have to go after him and save him because i'm yeah. in love i mean I guess you could argue oh, it's love at first sight um I like it though. From a from a coming from a sort of thespian Shakespearean background, um, if I do say so myself, I, it has Romeo and Juliet esque um, tones. tones to it. The mm. fact that he's a dwarf, she's an elf. The dwarves and elves do uh, hate each other. Yeah. Even in Lord of the Rings, this you know, um, there's there's still animosity between Gimli and Legolas to begin with. Yeah. And that this is this is highlighted much more in the in the Hobbit films. The fact that the elves and the dwarves are sort of um they they explain it a lot don't they they're not enemies no. but they're they're just sort There's of animals rivals really big animals yeah um so i like that that i like that sort of romeo and juliet thing going on there and um uh and the barrel sequence i think is is great again i like it yeah it's a bit silly oh, i mean yeah. If you're, we're talking about physics, <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Phys- it's a fantasy I don't know if physics like, is right, but window. yeah, you're right. You're Especially right. You're when right. Legolas can walk on snow, like he does. In the well, I mean, like. that not. I mean, the, the, for starters, how these barrels don't just fill up with water and sink. I know. When like when we put a mug in the bowl in the sink, <laughs> as soon as it fills up with water, it, it sinks. It. Yeah, that's it. It's it only down. floats if it's uh, empty. If it's empty inside, inside but they they they're constantly like rolling they, um, around. There is there is one sequence or there is one shot where a load of water gets in one of the barrels of one of the dwarves. I can't remember who it is. Like it's one of the it's one yeah, of the dwarf and the dwarves aren't light. I mean, yeah, some no. of them are really fat. And they, and literally, <laughs> I'm I'm looking at this shot and a load of water just seeps in over the top. Yeah, and I'm just like, right, that barrel's down. That, yeah, that yeah, going down, right? And he just they just keep bobbing along. I know it's weird, but anyway, it, 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 it's in the book. Yeah. It's 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 so it's, and it's a great sequence. It's um, a really good sequence. Even I think a lot of it, even is, with the CGI. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's got. Here is the thing: that sequence for me uh, has got a lot of uh, live action, but it's also just complemented by CGI. Yeah. So it's the main shot is live action yeah mixed with a bit of cgi yeah which is That's what how it worked be. in lord yeah. of the rings yeah yeah, yeah you're whereas right whereas a lot of other shots in the rest of the trilogy are not they're, yeah they're majority cgi yeah um yeah uh and then um yeah and then and then we get to uh and then we get to to lake town mm-hmm. we're introduced to bard yeah i love bard um, I think he's he's a second great best character. character. I it, he's my second favorite. Yeah. Um, I love Bard. He's much more. Um, I said he's for me. He's much more Aragorn esque than than Thorin is mm. because he he's just he's just he's just an out and out hero. I mean, yeah, you could argue, oh yeah, but but Thorin's got like he's flawed and he's got like demons and stuff. But um, Bard has some. Yeah, Bard. He's ha- not perfect. Bard has some, but he's. But yeah, but he, exactly. He's but, literally haunted by his past, isn't he? By his uh, is it his dad who 
tries to kill Scott. it's his ancestor his ancestor yeah so he's still he's still torn by the fact he's, that he's going to have to he's do aware he have to do that it's sort it, it, it it's his responsibility yeah it is his responsibility and uh, yeah, and, and is literally weighing on his mind the majority of the and time. he's got a family exactly you know and he's got um uh yeah I just I like Luke Evans a lot yeah um I really do I think he was the best thing in the Beauty and the Beast remake yep um he he's you know I just I I think he's a great actor um and um he was good in Dracula Untold did you see that I haven't seen it it was supposed didn't, to, to didn't kick off the um Universal tried to do their own cinematic they universe did, yeah. of horror films yeah. with the awful mummy remake uh and they had Angelina Jolie Javier Bardem and Russell Crowe uh lined up for major roles yeah because Russell Crowe was in was Dr. Jekyll yeah. and Tom Cruise was just Tom Cruise yeah. he wasn't actually the mummy Javier um, Bardem or um, Javier Bardem or was it was he going to be like the wolf man or no, something I think he was going to be Frankenstein oh right yeah so, Dr. Frankenstein yeah and then you had like Dracula's Bride or something, yeah. or something for yeah. or, uh, Lady Frankenstein for Angelina Jolie because I remember that, sh- that they <laughs> this is the thing they they started to to build buzz about their cinematic universe without even making a couple That's, of films. didn't they take a photo, they did a photo like, shoot. A, a G, like a magazine shoot GQ uh, uh, that is brilliant Universal Dark Dark Universe I mean god the talk about uh, the uh, hubris isn't it complete and utter um, un, unjustifiable optimism yeah <laughs> couldn't even make one good film wow and then they cancelled all the rest didn't they Anyway, the point is, um, back back to Bard. Um, yeah, I just love Bard. Bard yeah. the Dragon Slayer. Great character. Heroic. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe I just like him because he's human. I, I, think, that, I think the human characters of Middle-earth, um, they have to be like... They have to be good because they've they've got to you know you've got like immortal elves and mm. um, wizards and uh, you know goblins and stuff. So if if you're just a bog standard man, you've got to be you've got to be Aragorn esque kind of man. You've yeah. got to be you know King Theoden. You've got to be you've got to be Bard. So I, I like Bard a lot. Um, mm. So um, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess thinking about it with Desolation. It is a bit. It, it does have a bit. It is a bit sort of like, you know. All right, just get to the, just get there now. Get to the. Get to the mountain. I mean, these films. I don't know if people because when I first watched the Lord of the Rings, going back to two thousand and one, in between the Two Towers and Return of the King, I, I literally that whole year period. I was just like, do they get to the mountain? Do they? actually destroy the ring yeah and I, I just remember it so vividly my dad was just like it's it's more about the journey than the end yeah and i was just like okay and i don't think a lot of people have taken that on board yeah or been told that yeah like especially with this hobbit it was more like especially with these extended editions it's more about like all of the intricacies of these of may obviously mainly uh, Bilbo yeah. and uh, Thorin it's it's more about their their journey and like who they are as people and then what they become Yeah, they become quite polar opposites um, so obviously Thorin re- redeems himself towards the end 
<clears throat> but I, I, it's more it's more about the the journey and when people are like oh it's, this is a bit filler isn't it it's like yeah. well you know like it's it's not filler it's just a longer drawn out story than you were probably expecting from a one book yeah. film trilogy yeah um which yeah i just you don't have to like it you don't have to love it but i think it goes over people's heads and it just impacts how they feel about it in general yeah i feel like a lot of people are just like ah it's a bit it's a bit long and it's a bit like drawn out this is like okay like you've you've obviously like not you obviously don't like long stories yeah you're obviously a bit like it's got to be it's got to be marvel like whiz bang all the, on the screen at, yeah. at the same time yeah um yeah i think it just got um it just got to put, um, people's expectations were maybe a bit too high and they were expecting a bit more with these extended editions i think it it, it flattens out flattens out a lot of the story yeah so it's spread a little bit further spread a little bit wider and uh again it's mainly the hobbit was for fans of the lord of the rings like really big fans or you know kind of like lord of the rings diehards and they yeah. they took a bit of a gamble with the extra bits some of it didn't pay off for some people's you know there's people like us who are just like give us anything you know give us anything middle earth we'll churn it up mm. you know because I don't think the uh, I don't think the extras that weren't in the book. We said this again, so not to tread the same ground, but they don't they don't change anything that really happens in the main narrative of the Hobbit. Yes, that's yeah, like Radagast being in the Hobbit, yeah. and not in Lord of the Rings. It doesn't have any impact on the the main plot of the Hobbit, no. um, other than his various interactions with Gandalf. Yeah. Um, because there is that sort of there is the necromancer subplot yeah um with uh galadriel and um saruman uh and elrond mm-hmm. which i like i like that they have like this little club thing going on the four of them are in this sort of like um the, the fucking mystics yeah and they have uh, they, I, I don't know if it's in the desolation but they have like a, a a meeting scene i really like um so um, yeah, they are a bit like the Avengers. Yeah, the Mystic Avengers. Aren't yeah, they? and I like it as well because it's like because we know oh Saruman's going to yeah. betray them. Yeah, um, and this is where he kind of realizes that Saruman, yeah. uh, Sauron is returning. With, and he, and yeah, he, and he sees his power and he's like, I want a bit of that. Or he's like, yeah. I don't want to be on the. other We're end. so used to well, it's, we're so used to him, so to him being a villain. Yeah, but seeing him in the Hobbit as a as a as a good guy. Yeah. Um, is 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 weird, but enjoyable, mm. you know. Um, it, so uh, you know, it's 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 kind of a bit like well, it's not it's not like, but you know, like in in the Star Wars prequels, when you've got Anakin, yeah, and but we know he's going to become Darth yeah. Vader. You're still kind of rooting for him to be good, but you also know that ultimately, inevitably, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I like all that. Yeah, I just um um yeah, I agree I, I agree with with what you've said. Um and like we said at the start, you know, the more middle earth the better. I just I just feel that for this film, I personally thought I think it would have been better if they had um 
if they'd got to the the mountain sooner, they'd had more time with Smaug, and then they'd they'd had the the desolation ending at the very end yeah where it should be <laughs> with Bard you know killing yeah. him and stuff that I think would have made it a much better film it would have had a, a better sort of um, uh, beginning middle and end more yeah. of a structured film it would film. have been a, a little bit more of a a typical well compressed film yeah you know with a with again, they're starting out on their journey once again. They've got the yeah. things that are in the way. Yeah. You know, they towards the end of the second act or beginning of the third act, you got like Smaug breaking out, and then you know it's all about Bard kind of <clears throat> fulfilling his destiny and yeah. uh, killing yeah. Smaug. Um, yeah, it's weird that they didn't do that. It's very weird that they didn't do that. Yeah. And what is uh, what about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Smaug? Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's absolutely great. I saw him on Graham Norton, um, and uh, they, I think, or it might have been another chat show, and they, the, but the host asked him about his voice, hmm. and he was like, "Oh, yeah, it was, it was enhanced a little bit, but it was mainly just me." And then he did it live on telly, and I was like, "That's exactly what it's like in yeah. the film." So it and 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 I, I must admit, I, this did make me laugh. I've have seen behind the scenes footage Where of him. He's crawling, he's crawling around on the floor in a in a green suit, yeah. like a lizard, like sticking his tongue out. I am yeah. smoke. Yeah. He does look fucking ridiculous, it does. doesn't he? <laughs> but, There's so many pictures online of him looking like that that I'm just like. I try and blank that out. You know, my head you, when I'm you, it. you think it's just funny. You, you've got you know you've got Andy Circus in in a green like condom suit going you're my precious yeah. and all that and then you've got Benedict Cumberbatch crawling around like a lizard he even said that he tried to um, in his performance yeah. he, he actually he, he watched videos of Komodo dragons oh, and nice. tried to mimic their movements I'm thinking I, I mean that must re- be so hard respect to you <laughs> for, for going that in depth yeah. but you're doing a voiceover no, you, he did the obviously. The he I know the caption. Like, yeah. yeah, I know, but but he's a but I know that. But it, unlike but, but with Gollum, Gollum is a humanoid yeah, creature. Yeah. So the the motion capture for that I can understand. But yeah. when you're playing a giant, huge, great big dragon. CGI dragon, yeah, maybe leave that to the. I don't think you need to crawl maybe, around yeah, on maybe, the floor. <laughs> maybe leave that to the the animators. I mean, all right. I mean, look, I'd, I, I, I'm, I get where he's coming from. I, I, as an actor, sometimes you, you, you need to, to feel it. it. Yeah. So maybe he really needed to feel like he was <laughs> a dragon. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, he could have literally done what we're doing now and just sat on the sofa <laughs> and done it. He could have just watched like um, footage of yeah. what it would look like yeah. and just mimicked his voice to go along with it. Yeah, he could have. Done. That's what he used to do in animated films. Mm. You, you know, when Robin Williams was the genie, he di- he didn't like didn't dress up in blue and like try and do magic tricks. Try and crawl he was out just in a booth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, but no, his 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 performance, his voice, vocal performance is is brilliant. Um, He's yeah. I just I, I, like I said. I just wish we'd seen more. I mean, you know, um, that scene between him and Bilbo's great. The 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 back and forth they have. Yeah, it's really good. The banter um, again really shows Bilbo's strength of character. It, you know, he's like there's you know he's facing off against this massive, huge, scary dragon. Yeah. And he's like holding his own and that and and um. There's those two scenes, really, isn't it for for Bilbo where he. Um, 
we didn't really talk about where he's uh, doing the riddles with Gollum. Yeah, and, well, yeah, and, and him versus uh, Smaug. Yeah, in a kind of like bit bit of a witty. Off. Well, but but it, both of them are sort of they're like battle of wits, yeah. and it, it's a vocal battle, isn't yeah. it? It's a back and, he, and forth. He, uh, yeah, holds his own, and at no point um, acting wise do you feel like uh, it's a one way contest either yeah. way. So it's, uh, yeah, both really I forgot scenes. about that um, Gollum scene. Again, I read some. Um, I read a lot of um, useless trivia, as you can probably tell. Again, I read that before they started shooting any of the films, the first thing they did was um, Martin Freeman and, and Andy Serkis. They um, they rehearsed that scene and then they performed it on the set as if it was a play. Yeah. Um, and they did that specifically to help Martin Freeman get into the character of Bilbo. Um, so what the, so that that scene is the first that was the first scene he shot as Bilbo. That was nice. the first bit of um, work he did. Um, yeah, you're right. That Very is important scene. You're right. That's a really lovely little scene, and and the scene with Smaug's a lovely little scene as well. Um, Which is uh, they kind of mirror person. each other. They, uh, I didn't. I don't. I don't I've only just realised that, but they. They do sort of mirror each other in in the way that they're structured and how they're they're both sort of um, uh, it, it in both those scenes. There's no real cutaway, is there? No, or very little. It's there's just none, them. There's, there's none in the uh, uh, Bilbo and Gollum scene. I know that there's no cutaways to Thorin yeah. or whatever else is going on. Yeah, because it, it is and, like a play. Yeah, so you're watching and a play. With the one with uh, Smaug, it's it's very. There is a few cutaways to Thorin who's waiting outside and the, the, other, just... the other dwarves. Yeah, they just... Keeps on calling them hobbits. The other waiting dwarves, impatiently. But the, uh, yeah, but yeah. The, it does go straight back to yeah. the uh, the confrontation. Also, of it, Bilbo is, again, in both of those scenes, he's facing a, a creature of sorts that um, has something he wants. In the case of Gollum, it's information. He wants a way out. Yeah. In the case of Smaug, it's it's uh the uh arkenstone but in both of those he he kind of manipulates them because with in the golem scene he obviously he he manipulates him with the game of riddles yeah. and then he uh, you know he tricks him with the last riddle with what have i got in my pocket mm. it, it, which he knows is he, he is unwinnable yeah. and then uh, and then in the in the smaug thing he, again he he kind of manipulates him because he deliberately um stalls for time you know how it, you notice how he's like he's constantly um, he's like flattering him. He's like, oh, Smaug, the tremendous! Yeah. Um, I just came to to bask in your magnificence, and the whole time he's sort of looking around, he's stalling for time so he can find the Arkenstone. Yeah. Very clever. Mm. Um, that's that's why we need a burglar. <laughs> so the desolation of Smaug ends with zero desolation. Yep. But I do. Where they did finish it, I'll give them credit. Does kind of pique you for the next movie, right? It's a good cliffhanger. Yeah, so I can see where they where they've done it and why. Yeah. But obviously, I think they should have just changed the title of the film. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe that's maybe yeah, that's the key. That would have just it would have just been okay if they just called it like. Journey to the Misty Mountain. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Seriously, I was yeah. just gonna. Th- I was just thinking Journey An to the Mountain. Unexpected journey. Uh, I don't know, or just the Hobbit, the Misty Mountain. Um, An unexpected journey. Uh, 
Well, or inside the Misty Mountain? I don't know. Gold of the Misty Mountain? The Hobbit. I, don't know. I think we need a bit of a brainstorm on this. I, th- I, yeah, I, or maybe just the Misty Mountain. Yeah. I mean, you know, they called the the, the middle film of Lord of the Rings the, the Two Towers. Two Towers. Yeah, so. Two. Yeah, the Hobbit, the Misty Mountain. Well, maybe, uh, maybe it's because the title of the film was The Hobbit. They didn't want to call it something that began with the. But then again, the Battle of the Five Armies, the <laughs> the Desolation of Smaug, <laughs> the Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey, the Hobbit, the Misty Mountain, the Hobbit. See, I think they should have changed the title of the third film as well. What should the title of the third film have been? There and Back Again. Yeah. Which yeah. was the original title of, of, the, of the second, second film. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which is the which is the, the name of the, the book that mm. Bilbo writes about. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the third film should have been called There and Back Again. Maybe the second film should have been called The Misty Mountain then. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the Battle of the Five Armies, I'm always kind of... Having to work it out in my head oh. who the five armies are. So, uh, even to this day, I still don't really know because some people say, "Oh, it's um, it's the dwarves, the men, the the elves. elves," and then they say it's the two different orc armies. Yeah, they say it's it's um, uh, but yet they're still kind of Azogs. fighting for the right for the same thing. Yeah, because one army's led by uh, Azog, the, the the defiler, and then there's another army led by his son his like lieutenant Spawn. or whatever it literally is his son oh is it in, real, in, in canon I guess. oh right okay. but they don't yeah. say that in the film you know the one who's got like a yeah he's got like a strap across yeah. his face yeah he, he's the one who goes into uh, right. Lake Town right that's so, supposed to be his son so that's what exactly the same, they look yeah they, they look exactly the or same or his spawn I don't know and, and dumb yeah. um, <laughs> but then other people say Oh, it's um, it's the dwarves, the men, the um, the elves, the the orcs, and then the the animals, because at the at the end, the oh, eagles yes. turn up with the with the the bear guy oh, yeah. and yep. Radagast. Yep. So they say, oh, the animal. I don't know. I I don't know about that. And also, if, it's such a confusing title. And also, the <laughs> the elves and the men are initially on the same side. on the same side. They're they're one army. I don't think they ever swap. No, they don't. So, but and then and and I then I know there's five armies, but technically they merge into one. Yeah, and then yeah, so it that's it's very confusing. I I I should I, have just been called there and back again. I think that's a worse title than the Desolation of Smaug because <laughs> I'm guessing they called Desolation of Smaug that because they were originally going to have that ending. Yeah. Um, Plus, you want to if he's the main villain of the uh, the Yeah, you want to have his name in one of the it, titles. Yeah. I can see why they wanted to include him as as a titular character. Yeah, um yeah. Well, I guess that leads us on to the the Battle of the Five Armies Battle then. Of the Five Armies. Where um Yeah. Um one thing that it had going for it, especially in the extended edition, the fight was epic. Brilliant. It was really yeah. I know uh I'm going to say long, but not in a negative sense. Yeah. It just felt like... It felt like a war. Yes. Because it went on for so long. Yeah, like, it did. There were so many aspects to it. And it really um, really helps in the extended edition make you feel like the the tide turns multiple times. Yeah, I agree. You know, with, uh, you know, different armies turning up as yeah. well. Um, so... 
And yeah. that's an aspect I really enjoyed about yeah. the film, especially with it being the extended editions. So. Yeah, I think that film suffered the most out of the cuts. Yeah. Because the the scenes in the extended edition of that are are, are really good. Yeah. And like you say, they really like they cut. The, there's that bit where they um they're on the the frozen river and they're the dwarfs are on the frozen river and they're riding on some sort of um carriage and they're being chased by like wolves or something. That wasn't in the theatrical cut. No. Um there's when when the when the animals attack and there's there's loads of footage of the bear like um like you know uh destroying orcs that wasn't in in the theatrical cut there's loads of stuff as well that i think are um uh i actually having rewatched them recently with you i actually think that's now my favorite um what battle of the final? yeah because i just feel like like you just said i just feel like i feel like that film more so than the other two just just flows. Yeah, it, it does, doesn't actually. ever let up. Yeah, no, it's and, just a, uh, it's a roller coaster that really yeah, goes one way. Yeah, it's well, um, not the roller coasters go two ways, but it, it just it ramps up. Yeah, and it doesn't stop until the end. Yeah, and yeah. and and it's you know, and all the characters are involved. Yeah, in that particular story, there's there's not really a subplot in that film. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's very much about the battle for the mountain. Maybe they should have called it the Battle for the Mountain. Maybe, yeah, that would have been a better title, right? Not have this ambiguous number of yeah. uh, of armies. The Battle which for may the... or may yeah. not consist of. There you go, the wolves. So there you yeah. go. That's what that's what the so third film should have been called. Of, uh, the Hobbit um, uh, currently out of work, so you know. <laughs> Anyone who employs us as, as just to coming up with titles for or, films or re-editing your films to make yeah. them more accessible. I don't know. Um, yeah, but that's uh, yes, yeah, that's good. I like that. The battle, the battle for, for the mountain. mountain. Um, but yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, I really like that film. Um, so it starts with the ending of the Desolation of Smaug, hmm. um, where which I love because that's that's you know that show really shows Bard coming into his own. Yeah. I love that bit with the with with his son where he is he he his his bow is broken yep. so he has to basically use his son as that's a bow. Such a good, that's such a good shot. And his son's like, oh, and he's like, look at me, look at me, and then he just, oh, oh, brilliant. Such a brilliant uh, scene. Yeah. Such a brilliant shot. Um, yeah, brilliant. They, again, it would have made a a much more um spectacular uh at, at climax to the second film yeah but i also love that we're just straight in with that oh yeah like it's uh the beginning of the film is uh you know it's, it's no no mu- no mucking showing, about no 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 yeah. no mucking about no uh reintroducing you to the characters like oh they're still on their yeah, journey yeah yeah you know? yeah 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 yeah. Oh God! What's what's that? Oh, what's oh. that golf doing over there? Yeah. Smoking my pipe. Oh, looking like Tim from the office. Yeah. Uh, there's no. Uh, there's no he's, he put my stapler in jelly again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So it really shows the intention of this film that everything's kind of coming to a head. Everything that's led up to this point. Yeah. Especially with Smaug, and then you know, uh, the falling out of the 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 men and the dwarves due to Thorin and, you know, the devotion of the dwarves to Thorin and stuff. Yeah. Things do get a bit, do, they do get a bit, um, they do slow down just before they, it starts ramping back up again because 
this is not Mad Max Fury Road. It can't all just be one long action. Scene. Yeah, but I, I, I like I like the the, the politics yeah. side. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like in Lord of the Rings. I like the scenes where they're just sort of in the in the core discussing strategy and mm. tactics and stuff. Um, I like that. Uh, yeah. Um, like I say, it's great seeing all the characters come together. Like you've got Bard and Gandalf and. Um, um, I can never remember his name. Leg- Legolas's dad, who looks the same age as him. Um, <laughs> I just say Lee Pace. Yeah, just Lee Pace. Yeah, <laughs> Lee Pace is there, and uh, yeah, they're all just. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I know, I know, I know what people are going to say. Um, uh, oh, he's he's under the influence of of dragon sickness, whatever. But yeah. Thorin is at his most dickish in this film. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's complete and utter bell end. Um, he makes. I know, I, yeah, you're right. There, the people uh, who you know know the Hobbit or know everything about Lord of the Rings will be, you know, like the dragon sickness has got him uh, fully at this. Yeah, point. and you, you can kind of tell. But the thing is, he he was a bit of a dick before that. Yeah. So you you, so you can't you can't really, really tell. you're not really yeah you're like it's not if like if Aragorn got dragon sickness and started being a dick you'd be like oh yeah but we know but Aragorn has all these redeeming qualities yeah we we like, we know he's good whereas Thorin's a bit of a dick he's a bit of a dick and then when <laughs> he gets dragon through. sickness he's just more of a dick he yeah. becomes a big dick yeah big veiny cock <laughs> <laughs> um oh. Uh, yeah, and 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 the, and the way, yeah, and then the, the the way that's resolved is a bit bizarre as well because it's like um, they build it up so much, and then it's literally in the space of a couple of minutes, he just sort of has a weird, has like a vision of himself drowning in gold, and then all of a sudden he's just like in the next shot, he's like walking slow motion out of the light, and he's all, he's supposed to be all good again. I'm like, what? <laughs> Nothing happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he saw a vision, but like. Nothing it's weird. happened. Right? It's weird. Have you ever seen um have you seen Superman three? Yes, exactly. With Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favourite Superman film, yeah. even though it's terrible. But what I love in that film is that um you know when Superman gets exposed to the to the um the the, the sort of dodgy kryptonite yeah, yeah. causes him to turn bad yeah. and he becomes a dick. Yeah. But because it because he's so good before you're like, oh, this is really like he's. This is, this is bad. This is bad. And then when he find, and then when he when he finally fights it, yeah. he has that. He like splits, and then you have that. My favorite scene in all the Superman films. You know when Clark Kent fights Superman in the <laughs> the um, it's I think it's at like a quarry or something. Yeah. Of course it's brilliant. If, if you've uh, if you haven't got the budget for anything, you work fighting a quarry. Doctor Who's taught us that. That's how you do a. That's how you do a good. A, 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 good a good hero turning bad and having like an inner conflict thing, yeah. whereas with whereas in this it's just like I don't know it's yeah, it's, not... it's it's not very satisfying. No, um, um... And he didn't and he he doesn't really say sorry either. No, <laughs> he just uh, and, and he said he says oh he's not overly apologetic. He says yeah. I I, th- I know he said I have no I have no right to ask you this but fight will you fight with me one last time, and they're just all like course we will throw in they're all like like you know you could it doesn't no point to say oh by the way i'm i'm really sorry i was a bit of a dick guys um i, I don't know he's it's a just, king he doesn't need to it's just he a bit feel that need yeah and then in like the and then in the next shot know, it's like say sorry when he dies and he like bilbo's there i don't know i, I think actually i think he does i think he does say i think he says forgive me <laughs> oh okay 
<laughs> doesn't say sorry. But again, he's such a typical man. Again, what is he? What is he <laughs> asking for sorry. forgiveness about? Is it? Is it? Is it just that, or the fact that he? Because he was a dick to Bilbo in the first film. Yeah. It's only in the second film that he's actually nice yeah, to Bilbo. He's he, a dick uh, to Bilbo in the first film, and then he's a dick to Bilbo in the third film because he's under the. And sickness. the only reason he's not a dick to Bilbo is because Bilbo risks his life, saves them multiple yeah. times, and I'm just like, what else has he got? To do? Yeah. You know what I mean, like. Um, he's shown he's shown his worth. Yeah, he, he didn't. You know when uh, Thorin is uh, hinting in the first, going back to the first one, that he's you know a bit of a burden on the group. It's like he he didn't ask to be in the group. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to come. <laughs> yeah, it's you who's decided that yeah. he's your burglar. Like I know. I, I, I don't. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, I I do get it. But I'm also like, it is a bit thinly veiled, isn't yeah. it? It's like, they they didn't really, they didn't show Bilbo being as much as a burden as maybe as like um, Pippin um, in the Lord of the Rings. Right, yeah. Like when he's always slowing down, like, yeah. oh, we got to eat food. Like, yeah, that's a good point. And like, Pippin, although and, Pippin, but Pippin, Pippin's very likable. Yeah, oh yeah. But every, everything he does causes trouble. Yeah. He he yeah, you're right actually. P- Especially he, in the extent. He is a genuine burden. Well. Yeah. Because he 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 genuinely puts them in, in at in peril through his stupidity. A couple of times. But he's so lovable and funny and yeah. f- forgivable. Yeah. Um where Bilbo um, doesn't do anything wrong yet no. he, he gets Apparently he's the scourge of the group. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> And Thorin will make you very aware that he's the skirt of a group as well, even though yeah. he hasn't done anything really. And, yeah, then, and, and then that's his motivation. And, and then, also, yeah. uh, Thorin's general motivation as well for getting the mountain back is 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 just so he can be king. Because I know that I, 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 it's it's a very passing comment, but it's it's very important. I think at one one point Gandalf says, um, um. You know, oh, we 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 cannot let the mountain fall into the hands of the orcs because then it would be uh, st- strategically, tactically, it would be a, uh, for Sauron. Yeah. If he had the Misty Mountain yeah. as well as Mordor, yeah. he would. Be, it would be like um, a two prong attack. Yeah, it would, tactically, the, he'd have a massive advantage. Yeah. And if he, um, if Sauron and uh, Smaug were to um, join forces, join forces. so that's Gandalf's motivation for helping them yeah. get, reclaim the mountain. I don't know mountain. if that's in the Hobbit or he um, mentions it in the Hobbit, but it's literally. No, I mean in the book, sorry. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, he, but it, it makes a lot of sense if that if Peter Jackson's just said, looked at it and said, you know what, like Gandalf would be wary of this necromancer that might be. Sauron. Yeah. I don't know if when he makes a comment, I don't know if he knows it's Sauron who's the necromancer yet. Yeah. Because it's very early on. But he is also like, you know, orcs and goblins and stuff. You know, right. if they were to have Mordor and have the Misty Mountain, you know, like it basically looks like, if you look at the map, it yeah. looks like it's like making its way west and it You're right. obviously be You're right. bad for men. And he men. may not be aware that um, about Sauron. But I think he's still very much aware that that it'll be the worst for Middle Earth. The mountain being being back in the hands of the dwarves can only be a good thing yeah. for the future of Middle Earth. What's it? He's not. He not. I don't think Gandalf. His only motivation is that he wants he he wants Thorin to be king again. Whereas Thorin only cares about being king. He only cares about reclaiming the the wealth that's yeah. in the mountain, the gold. Yeah. 
even from the start, that's his motivation. Whereas, again, I know we keep comparing them, but Thorin is supposed to be the Aragorn of the, of this film series. But Aragorn, he doesn't even want to be king. No. He helps, he helps, you know, he gets involved out of, out of just goodness of his heart because he just wants to help. He doesn't want to be the king. He doesn't want to be. He he doesn't want to be Aragorn, son of Araforth. He wants to be Strider, the the ranger. He was literally just chilling in an. He's inn. literally sitting in the pub, smoking a pipe, having a pint, minding his own business, having a pint, having a couple of bags of cheesy watsits, <laughs> yeah, cheesy watsits and a pint. Yeah, he's having a bag of uh, steak McCoys, smoking exactly. his pipe because they're allowed to smoke in pubs down there. Exactly, and he's having a pint, and he sees these two, yep. these four hobbits. Yep, and he sees they're in danger. You see, like, you see that, and he yeah. just goes, "For fuck's sake!" That's what makes that's what adventure. makes him and Bard, in my opinion, so much more heroic and uh, compelling than than Thorin because because. Bard's just a fisherman who, who wants to save his family, it. and he's very reluctant. Yeah. This is why John McClane is such a great protagonist because he doesn't—he doesn't, he doesn't want to fight. He, the whole of Die Hard, he's trying not to fight the terrorists. <laughs> For the whole of the Die Hard trilogy, he's, he's trying uh, to get the 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 he—he's he, he, you know, like, oh god, why me? Yeah. I don't do I have to do this? Yeah. Whereas you know, in other films, that it's like the hero's like, I'm the hero. I'm going to save yeah, the day. It's forced upon. It's forced. Yeah. Um, there's nothing more heroic than a reluctant hero mm. who does what he does because he has to, not because he 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 not because he not decides be, not hero. for gain. Yeah, yeah. Thorin's doing what Thorin's doing what he's doing for 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 some sort of a for reward the, for the throne and the gold. Whereas Aragorn and and Bard, they only do what they do because they're trying to protect people, they're trying to save their family, or they're trying to help. Mm. So, in conclusion, listeners. Thorin's just a selfish dick, um, and then they and, and then we'd much rather like Bard instead. Well, yeah, and then and then and then they like run in and join the battle, and and you know Billy Connolly's like um, like Thorin, where have you been? And they're like, oh, oh, Thorin's good to see you. I'd be like, where the fuck have you been? We've been out here fighting elf, the elves, the elves and the orcs. We we're getting decimated here. Where the fuck have you? Why are you late? You've yeah. it's we've been we've been at this battle for an hour. It You've been he, fucking is, what, about is in the mountain. His cousin or something. His cousin, yeah. Because yeah. he becomes king. Doesn't yeah, and that that's not in the theatrical cut, and that I think is a really uh, that's a, that's a weird thing to leave out. Yeah, like um, so what does it just leave it open to no one's king? No, they they just don't show any of that. It just it goes from I think it goes from Thorin dying to you know where Bilbo's saying goodbye. Yeah. And and then and then um that's weird yeah and uh, Barlin's just like oh we're gonna have a great feast tonight and you're thinking what what just just the the ten of you yeah. but obviously in the extended cut we see we see them inside the mountain all the dwarves are there we yep. see Billy Connolly get crowned king yep. um Gandalf says oh the king is dead long live the king we see Philly Killy and Thorin like laid out yep. and there's like a funeral service for them yeah. Cut and the cut, all that was cut. Was it? Yeah. I can't remember. It's been it 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 been a long time since I'd seen um, the battle for the mountain. Um, the battle for the mountain, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot that when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know if this is fresh um, extended content. Kind of had to um, look it up. But um, yeah, and the other thing, the thing I don't agree with though is um, in the extended edition, for some reason, there is loads of Alfred. 
Now, I quite liked Alfred. I thought he was funny. Alfred is like the, the weasel character. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Who is... Um, I thought he was quite amusing, but at the same time, when I... Knowing what's in... Knowing what they cut, because having, having seen the theatrical cut a lot more, where there's... I just think, why on earth did you not cut more of Alfred in order <laughs> to have more battle and yeah. more, like, you know... You could have had uh, about... I don't know, 20 minutes more yeah. of the actual... There's uh, a lot of Alfred just sort of generally being a bit of a dick. Like, he's... And also, it's, it just make me laugh. Like, why does Bard... Const- he's always giving him jobs to do, thinking he's going to be really reliable. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, Alfred, quickly, um, get the women and children to safety. Alfred, quick, come and help me fight these orcs. And and Alfred's like, yeah, of course I will. And then as soon as Bard turns back, he's like, fuck you. And he's just like, <laughs> does something else. I'm like... Why does he bother with him? Just leave him. It's it's mental because that just in real life you'd just be like, yeah, you can't. Be, after one time, you'd be like, you can't be trusted. Yeah. Another thing they cut of, out of the extent of in the theatrical cut is Alfred's death. So in the theatrical yeah. version, he, um, you know, he's got all the gold stuffed in his dress. Yeah. He just uh, he just leaves, and so in the, when in when you see the theatrical cut, you think, oh, he's 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 gone. He got he got away then. Yeah. With all the money. Didn't get any comeuppance. No comeuppance. So, yeah. But yeah, he... Uh, what does he get... Does he get killed by a troll or something? He's hiding in a catapult. And oh, yeah. It, some coins <laughs> drop out of his boobs or whatever. And, and they... And the, I forgot about and, it, and then he gets catapulted into a troll's mouth. Oh, that's... So, it's actually quite hilarious, yeah. isn't it? Like, <laughs> a fitting death. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he's... Um, and it doesn't it like because it's like isn't it like weight operated? It weights him down, and he's yeah. like leaning over. It's good though because it's like greed killed him. Yeah, and and you just see this like one coin <laughs> drop on the. I think it's that like one coin drops on the on like the on release the, valve, uh, thing. yeah, on the trigger, yeah, and it's just like bong. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, straight into yeah, straight into a troll's mouth where he suffocates that troll. Yeah, and then himself dies. It's quite dark, but it's quite comical at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's quite. Fun. Um, but yeah, why was that cut? I don't know. God, there's so many cuts. Here's I don't the thing. Know. A, I think it's the longest, um, like uh, Return of the King, but not. It's the longest of the extended of that particular trilogy. Yeah. But I'm like, a lot of it. I'm I'm thinking you could have just left that in, and it's not a lot of it. If it was left in, would really only make it just over three hours. Which is still yeah. okay length for a film. Yeah. You know? Especially a Middle Earth film. Yeah. That's what people expect. Mm. Having, you know, we, we had The Lord of the Rings. We know we, we, we know they're long films. You know, some cinemas had, like, inter, in, intermissions yeah. when they showed oh, yeah. The Lord of the Rings. So we, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, I think, the I, but yeah, I do really enjoy The Battle for the Mountain. And I think out of the three, it gets it gets the worst rap. Uh, because yeah, that so. is the one. Because in the book, that is literally just a chapter. Is it? Yeah. Um, the main plot of the book is is the mountain and Smaug. The mm. battle is just is just a, a, a subplot. So that, and I think the fact is it that like they, an epilogue? No, it's just just a chapter. Oh, okay. Um, near the end. Yeah. I think the fact that they made a whole film out of one chapter is what people had a problem with, and then well, it's they still were like, good. like, "But it's good. I think it's if, great. You, you, you know, it works. You can you can. Here's the thing. There's um. There's certain things where, if you were to describe 
what happens to someone again i haven't read the hobbit but if you were to say to them there was a battle of five armies after you wouldn't expect it to be over and done with in 20 minutes no and you like, because of all that's happened before and all that you're trying to convey with the film you'd expect it to be an hour two hours yeah well, no, I know it's three yeah. hours, but we're again watching extended edition, and you know there's still a lot, lot of material that you could make there. Like yeah. it's, it's not like oh, um, yeah. By the way, there was a there was a battle outside. Um, you missed most of it. Um, we're just gonna gloss over it. That is pretty much how it happen- know, happens yeah. in the book. Okay. It is like there. Is, by the there's way, there, there's a battle outside. Um, <laughs> but we but we don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, just hunker down. Yeah, uh, it, it will be over one way or another. Yeah. you'll be dead or you'll survive. So, um, but yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, no, it's it, I mean, it's just it, it, yeah, it's it's good. Um, yeah, I like um, oh, no, this is gonna sound really morbid, but um, I like that we get some 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 deaths in this film. Yeah. Um, again just shows that there were stakes yeah exactly exactly um, that's what I, thank you, you know, yeah sometimes it, when you watch a film when all the good guys survive all the good guys unscathed survive, yeah. and all the baddies die and you're like that you know there's got to be some sort of there's got to be a, a consequence not to jump too far forward but that's why i really liked infinity war right end game right because the ending was just shocking yeah um Let's not let's not go on that. Yeah, away. but the, it does show stakes, and it does show that there is consequences for um, war. Yes, consequences exactly. for conflict. Yes, which they always should be. You know, I'm not saying that always should be death, but there should be some kind of yeah. sacrifice. You know? Um, I yeah, I I guess. Do you think that? Do you think that Thorin? After he, you know, gets over his dragon sickness or whatever, do you think he sort of? Do you think he redeems himself in death? Do you think he? he... <laughs> We've talked about him being a massive dick, and I'm not quite sure. I'm not, there, quite, I'm not sure. quite sure there was enough time and enough action from him to redeem him from all of his dickishness. I think it's on the cusp. It's close. You know he's an he, uh, you know. Yeah. It obviously, is a stressful thing to lose your home and your your throne and yeah. Uh, you know your your house is basically being uh, squatted by a dragon. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, he didn't he didn't have enough redeeming qualities for at the end of the, yeah. the battle of the mountain to make it for me to be like, emotionally impactful. Yeah. For me to be like, well done. Like yeah, you, I know you died, but well done. Yeah, it was more like right, he's dead. You know, who's going to be king? I was more like, you know, um, his uh, cousins or his nephews die. Philly and Killy, yeah. I was literally like, I was more thinking about the line of succession. I like that <laughs> as well. I like that they both died because, yeah. um, yeah, like you say, it mean it meant that his 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 line yeah. essentially ends yeah. there. So it's still a sad still sad story because the, what they set out to do they didn't really achieve it they yeah. didn't really achieve they got the mountain back yes but the the 
the main thing was getting the mountain back and having the the Joran's yeah. folk and his line uh, continue because, yeah, under be, the mountain. Because after after he has his sort of moment of I don't know clarity or whatever, and he he gets over the sickness. And you you think okay so all right so maybe you maybe you care less now about the gold about the the becoming the power and the wealth yeah. but you're still motivated by revenge. Yeah. His only motivation at that point is to kill Azog. Yeah. And again, revenge is not an, a noble cause. No. Aragorn and ba- wasn't motivated by revenge. Neither was Bard. Neither were any of the, the, the sort of you your your heroes. Yeah. So he's gone from he's gone from being motivated by power and greed to being motivated by revenge, um, and um, yeah, might not be enough. I don't think it is. The, I'm just saying to Bilbo, you know, very again, very um, nonchalant. Yeah, very nonchalant. Very, very. You know, he says, "Forgive me." You're thinking, say sorry. Yeah, about what? <laughs> There's a lot yeah, to forgive. Yeah. Um, that's what Bilbo should have said. He should have been like. And, and not a good comparison sorry. is with that. We'll, I will. We won't go too much into this. So I'm sure we'll talk about it at great length in the next podcast. But um, when when Boromir <laughs> dies in no. Fellowship, um, the thing with Boromir is that Boromir and Thorin. It's that quite kind of similar in a way, um, but Boromir. Because you know Boromir, sort of like with the dragon sickness, he's the, the ring. Yeah, the ring influences him. Yeah. But Boromir really, he only has that. All he really does is he tries to, yeah, he tries to, he tries to nick the ring off of Frodo. It's not really that bad, is it? It's not really. I mean, I know that would have led to bad consequences. Yeah. He doesn't try to murder Frodo. He doesn't. No. Um, he doesn't really do anything that bad. And then immediately afterwards, immediately afterwards, redeems like, himself. Yeah. And he, again, and he all he cares about is saving Merry and Pippin. Yep. He totally goes in there with with his sword heroically, bravely, and all he thinks about is is um. And then when he's when he's dying in Aragorn's arms, which it, exactly the same as Thorin's death, he says to Aragorn, um, he says, "Oh, forgive me. I tried to take the ring from Frodo." See, he's, he's specifying what he's apologising for. Yeah. Which was that one tiny incident? Yeah. Whereas Thorin should be like, "I'm sorry." And you, I was a dick to you. Yeah, and then eleven hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Um. Well, I, t- I t- All right. Maybe he does say. Now I remember. He does say to Bilbo, um, uh, something about um. Uh, he says something about um, home being more important than. Um, than 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 gold or yeah. something like that because Bil- Bilbo earlier in the film told him about the acorn he he he'd picked up an acorn and been he'd been carrying it around with him for the whole yeah. story because he wants to plant a tree in his garden and then the tree will grow and then he'll he'll remember the adventure forever and I think Thorin says something about how that that's more important than gold so I guess maybe you could say that 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 is him admitting or having some sort of redemption arc i mean his death is sad don't get me wrong but it really doesn't have the same emotional impact as boromir or even 
Gandalf. Sorry, spoilers for the one person in the in the world who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. But um, yeah, um, I even think King Theoden's death in Return of the King's yeah. more sad than than Thorin's. Yeah. Um, because Theoden is a much better hero. Yeah. Than again, Thorin. he's a, a better king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. Yeah, Even so when he makes mistakes, um, Fairden, you can kind of understand. He does it for a reason because yeah. he wants to protect his people. Yeah. He he wants to protect Rohan and all yeah. that stuff. Um, like he's he's hesitant to go to to go to Gondor to fight because he doesn't want he know he doesn't want to risk the lives of his men. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, um, yeah, and again, I. It, it is. I guess it's a bit sad when Killy dies, but um, be, you know, because obviously Tori was like over, like weeping over him and stuff, and but and they played like sad music again, which they're really good. But at. they're unfortunately, I am a fan of it, but again, their romance isn't developed enough that I don't really believe it enough. So again, that makes his death a bit less sad. The fact that she's like crying over his body because you're thinking, well, I don't know. Maybe uh, do you think do you, th- do you think she, she should have died too? I know that's a bit of a morbid thing to say, but she's Maybe. not in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. She wasn't in the book, so we know she's. We're never going to see her again. Why th- not yeah, kill her yeah, off? I think so. She could have died. They could have died like in each other's arms, like Romeo and Juliet. They mm. could have both died together. And then his brother dying as well was a little bit like pointless, unshocking. Yeah, it was a little bit like oh. You know, there's like, like a very unreaction. There's like not a very. I, I mean, I'm sure it's was written that way in the book, but maybe it would have been better if Philly had actually lived and he'd become king, because mm. then it would have been like, well, his my brother's dead, my brother's girlfriend is dead, and my uncle, who was the king, is dead. I'm now going to have to take on this burden. Mm. Maybe that would have been a better. I don't know. I think they would have got shot up by people who are really into the law I guess yeah um, I mean if he's you know he's, he's only kind of uh, going along with uh, the work he already has you know it's uh, yeah he doesn't want to deviate too much but the, I think them all dying and then in the theatrical version them not showing Billy Connolly getting crowned as the king is yeah. like it's such a misstep in like oh, completely tying up loose ends, you know. Like I couldn't believe when I first saw that. I couldn't believe it wasn't in the theatrical cut. Mate, I didn't even know. Like I said, it's been a long time. Yeah, or but showing so... the they did, or showing the dwarves grieving around their bodies. Oh my god! Yeah, that's another another thing which is vitally important. Yeah, um... yeah, that got cut to shreds. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I said, I think it was. I think it suffered the most yeah. from from cuts. Um, ironically, even though it was the longest, um, I do like the scene, the scene where Bilbo says goodbye to the remaining dwarves. That that sometimes makes me well up a bit. Yeah, because it's Bilbo, and and we've been following him. Mm. It's his it's his story, his adventure. Yeah. So when he says goodbye to them, and um, he's like, "Oh, you're welcome anytime," and they're all like, "I, I like that." Because cause we know as well, we know that's it for Bilbo. No yeah. more, you know. It's that it, his adventure's over. We know that he's just going to go back to the Shire and get old and become even home. 
yeah becoming a whole so yeah it's like that's almost like him saying yeah it's like the end um, it's the end of his adventure yeah I'm going on an adventure <laughs> not anymore <laughs> um, so yeah yeah it's um, it, it really did get kind of cut to ribbons I yeah think. and I think that's detriment to I think that's one of the reasons why probably wasn't as well received as it could have been yeah because again there's a lot of things there that they tie in and then they tie into you know what lord of the rings do best and have long endings um i'm surprised they didn't have like 17 endings like return of the king does but then again like we were saying earlier it's not this is it's not it's not a it's not a multi-story ensemble no. epic, is it? Yeah, it's no. it's a more it's a more of a it's a one. It's about plot Thorin and it's about Bilbo. Story at, at that point, Thorin's dead. Yeah, and uh, you exactly, know, Bilbo's got nothing. To we don't do need other to see home. all the other characters. We don't need to see like what Bard's doing. We don't need to see all the other characters. And at no all point we need was to see I is like, Bilbo. What is Bofa doing? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I wonder how both of them. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. Um. Exactly. All we need to see is what we got, which is yeah. which is Bilbo uh, again alone, and I think is Frodo in it again at yeah. the end of um. That's that's when I think it connects directly to, to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. To, which is a nice bookend. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Of of the whole trilogy. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's uh. Uh, oh, one! I tell you, one thing we haven't mentioned um, was is the um, the score. Oh, um, I mean, Howard Shaw is absolute genius. Um, I his score for The Hobbit, I think, is just as good as Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um, I really like the, the the music in that. Like his um, the uh, the the Hobbit theme tune, as I call it. Which is the the um do you know the song they sing? Yeah. Um, but that, but with an operatic. But that score. becomes like the underlying yeah, score, especially in the first one. In the mainly in the first one, I love that theme. Oh, so good. It's yeah. a great theme. I think it's 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 just as good and it it it's as rousing as the fellowship theme. Yeah. You know, it's it's like if you I think if you picked a piece of music, you would say that the Lord of the Rings. I would say that the main theme of Lord of the Rings is the fellowship theme. Yeah. You know, the one I'm talking about. And there's more. I'd say it's more it's, iconic. It's more, no. There's, there's still, there are other themes. They're still great, equally. And in The Hobbit, equally great I think it's that, 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 um, the song Misty one. Misty Mountain. Misty Mountain one, yeah. Great music. Um, Throughout, you know. Because he mixed, I think that's a peak. yeah. I think that it peaks at the beginning. Agreed. In the first film. But um, it does have a consistent level going yeah. on from that. He seamlessly blends his original score from Lord of the Rings with a brand new score. Um, like I, I know it's it's such a, it's such a throwaway bit, but I absolutely love it. Right at the end of the Battle for the Mountain, yeah. where um, where the uh, Lee Pace says to. Legolas, he says, um, he says, oh, uh, ride north. Um, there's a there's a ranger there who I think you should meet. And Legolas mm. says, what's his name? And and Lee Pace says, oh, you'll have to find that out for yourself. And there's a very subtle sort of 
Lord of the Rings riff. It's da, yeah. da, 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 da. Yes, it's so good. Just, it? it's, oh, it just makes just you think you about goosebumps. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, oh, it's just so on point, isn't it? And it's such a, it's only a, uh, you know, like a 30 second encounter. Yeah. Maybe even just a little bit more. And then, yeah, halfway through, and it, the camera moves in on Legolas, and he's thinking. And uh, his dad says, Strider. I think he says he says Strider, doesn't he? Oh, he says his name, he's, he's called Strider, yeah. but his real name, you'll have to, you'll find, have out. to find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, just, it just pumps in like the lowest and like calmest, like, duh, 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 and it's just, oh, the, it yeah. invokes all of the memories. Yeah, epic. And, uh, you know, it's it, that's one of the things that, you know, it's just so enjoyable. You know? Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have got that moment because Legolas wouldn't have been in it, you know. Yeah. This is just something for the fans. It's another very It's a, it's a very good piece of fan service. Yes, fan service. It's exactly it's not what overbearing, that is. you know, it doesn't drag on. Yes. It's just thirty seconds. Yeah. And it just makes you think, right, Legolas is on his way to meet Aragorn. Speaking of fan service, I know this probably would have been terrible. Um, but what I I would have I personally would have loved it if they'd done a um a post credit scene like in the style of Marvel, the MCU, of uh, uh, of Legolas walking into a, you know, shady Middle-earth pub. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Prancing Pony, maybe not. I don't know whether the Shire is north. I don't know if that's what it is. But, or or just, just a random tavern. Yeah. With, and it's very dark and there's, like, loads of, like, you know, undesirable characters in there, smoky. And he yeah. just walks up and he sits down at a table... And he's like, he just says something like, um, "So uh, you must be the man I'm looking for." And then it cuts to, to Vig, and it's Vigo Mortensen oh, oh, puffing on a pipe, and he just says like, "Hello," and then cuts to black or something like that. I've been waiting for you. Yeah. Legolas. Yeah. Or, like yeah. That. And that would have been, you know, in the same sort of style as, um, you know, like in, uh, I don't know, like like at the the fame, the most famous post credit scene I think is after Iron Man, where yeah. Sam Jackson turns up and says, uh, "Have you heard of the Avenger Initiative?" Yeah. It would have been like that. Yeah, mate, that would that would have been uh, that would have been so tongue in cheek. Yeah, very also cheesy well, and think. and dumb <laughs> and out of character for okay. a Middle Earth film, but at the same time, <laughs> but fuck it, cinema would have been fucking epic. Yeah. I'd have loved that. Right, ratings. Okay. Uh, the Hobbit, an unexpected journey. What? Well, how are we rating it? Uh, out of five Hobbits. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, well, the first one's out of Hobbits, uh, and then the second one's out of Desolations. Right. And then the, other, the last one's out of Arms. Armies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so I'm going to rate um, The Hobbit An Unexpected Journey um, four Hobbits out of nice. five I'm going to give it also four Hobbits out of five Hobbits for The Hobbit I'm going on an adventure okay that's that uh, yeah uh, so and then I'm going to give The Hobbit the desolation of Smaug. I'm gonna give it three, just three 
desolations. Okay, I also was going to give it three desolations. <laughs> well, I think this is quite pointless, <laughs> Ray, because it's always the same. I was thinking the same thing. I, well, I was what I was actually thinking was, wait, what? What is it? Is it is it barrels or is it dwarfs? <laughs> what is it we're rating it on? I was going to give it out of smells, but that's out of desolations, I guess. Yeah, because there is no desolation. Because there is no desolation. Yeah, I was. I originally I would have rated that higher, but having rewatched it with you recently, I yeah. do think it was the weakest. So I'm also going to give it three desolation. And then the last one, the, the Hobbit Battle for the Mountain. Battle of the Sea. Oh, such a better title. Battle of the Mountain. Don't yeah, understand it? why. God. It's it, it's it's so. Lo- it makes total sense to call it that. They even say it in the film. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, so I'm sure Gandalf or someone says oh the battle for the mountain has begun oh there we go he said the title yeah insert Leonardo DiCaprio gif uh, <laughs> meme where he's like from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he's like yeah he's pointing like, yeah spitting out his beer okay so I'm gonna give the battle for the mountain um I want to give it five armies, but I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it three and a half armies. Okay, okay. So at least we disagree on yeah. one. <laughs> Is it, it's not even that much of a yeah. disagreement. I would but have yeah. rated it lower before, but now I think it's better than Desolation. So See, I would definitely higher. give the extended version, not that we should do it again, um, the rating, but the I would give the theatrical version less I would too just for the battle of the I'd give mountain. the theatrical version a three yeah but but with this we're talking extended we're talking extended yeah. and it just it, it always adds that little bit extra um, but especially in this film yeah so it does get an extra half an army so I so I think I think I think it's fair to say um, that rounding it up to the nearest decimal point um <laughs> I think it's fair to say that overall, yeah. we both agree that the Hobbit trilogy is overall four out of five Hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> four out of five barrels. Uh, four out of five. Four out of five Peter Jacksons. <laughs> I think overall, yeah, that's, that's a fair that's rating. Very fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it again, but also I can. Because well, look, no, that's a very big chunk. If you of time. just just watch it once a year, yeah. like I do, and yeah. it's it's that way. It's it's long enough that you can enjoy it again. You forget things. That's true. But I think overall, the point is, the Hobbit's films are honestly not as bad as you think they are. Watch them again. Watch the extended editions. They're really good. You like? Yeah, they're not as good as Lord of the Rings, but you know, what the fuck what else <laughs> did you want? What is? Yeah. What is? Yeah, the Lord of the Rings is the best trilogy ever made. So, the you know, it, th- oh, consider this, listeners. Consider this, and this is another thing I said to you. Just think about Star Wars, and think about the prequel trilogies compared to the original trilogy of Star Wars, and think about the the massive difference in quality that that there are there. Compared to that, the Hobbit trilogy is fucking fantastic. I mean, it could be worse. Um, it could have been as bad as the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> <laughs>